Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Real Talk with Ben podcast. Hope you had an amazing week. Hope you're enjoying, well, this sort of spring weather as it in Ohio here. It's a little cold, which I don't really like being the middle of April, but I uh, hope you had an amazing week. Hope you were able to spend time with family, maybe some friends, whatever you were able to do this week. I hope you had a good time. And if you're new, my name is Ben and this is my podcast where I talk about life. I talk about uh, ministry. I talk about basically anything that is going on uh, in my life. Uh, I like to share with you all. So I hope that you take some encouragement out of this. I hope that maybe you get to see a little bit behind the scenes uh, what my life is like and what what my journey was like. Um, uh, because I think it's important to understand where you came from in order to understand where you are. Uh, that's something that I learned at a very young age. I also learned it a lot when I was in college. It was encouraged to me. Uh, you can never run away from where you came from, uh, but you can use it to figure out where, why you're here or why you're doing what you're doing. And for me, that is such a true story when it comes to um, teaching. And I thought I would spend the next two weeks uh, on the kind of the journey and the joy of teaching. Um and if you didn't know that, yes, I am I am trained as a teacher. I went to college to sort of, we'll get into that today, went to college to become a teacher. Um, and it, it's been one of the best um, best decisions I've ever made. Uh, it, it's, it's a real joy to be a teacher when you can help influence the next generation. Um, and in my case, I'd always try to influence them uh, with the gospel behind me. And hopefully that, you know, and I can use it and not so direct ways, but be able to implement that in my daily life so that they can see suit of what is uh, happening. And so I uh, I guess where I want to start uh, this kind of journey um, and kind of, I guess, start way back where it, I guess, all began. Um, so growing up, uh, my mom is a teacher. Uh, she is. I, I think she'll say that she still is. Uh, she retired when I graduated high school, but uh, grew up with my mom as a teacher, and it definitely um, it definitely had an impact on me. Um, I was able to see my mom every single day, uh, just pour into kids, uh, really just you know encourage. Um, trying to really modeling what a Christian should be, even though she couldn't in a public school share the gospel directly. And I think I noticed that from a very young age and I didn't think, I don't think I understood like the impact that that had on me. Um, because obviously growing up with a mom as a teacher, you kind of, you push all that aside. Um, I guess for me, I didn't really, see it as, oh, this is what I'm going to do when I'm older. Let's be honest. That was the last occupation I wanted to do growing up. But I think overall, over time, God really used my mom in my life uh, and other teachers that had impact to really cultivate and grow that desire to help kids and help kids mature and help kids grow. Um, so as I would enter, I think middle school, I would help my mom occasionally in the classroom. I would help other teachers when I got to high school, same thing. But I never wanted to be a teacher. I I, I can one hundred percent tell you, I never wanted to be a teacher. Uh, I always thought myself, if I couldn't do it, play sports professionally. If I couldn't coach, 
then I would be a businessman. I would go into the business, whether that's the farm agricultural business or whether that's some corporation. I just knew I didn't want to do what my mom did uh, or what some of my other friends' parents did because I was like, well, I don't know. It's like such a hard job. It, it just takes all your time. You don't make a lot of money. But in reality, I think that's where God used this, um, the start of this journey to really, uh, I think, help me realize that it's not all about those things. Because I grew up with a family, especially on, especially on both sides of my family, that, that you know, working hard is what matters. If you don't get paid a lot, that's okay, but family matters and all these different things, you know? And so growing up, that that's what I saw, you know, and I, I was able to see the impact of my mother on me now, maybe not so much then, but now, um, I, to be honest, uh, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, it's so cool to see how sometimes I see my mom coming out of me uh, when it comes to how I handle certain situations in the classroom or how I handle, you know, disagreements in the classroom. I see kind of like what my mom would do or even like how even she maybe handled it at home, which is kind of funny and ironic at the same time. Um, because if you didn't know, I'm subbing uh, pretty much as much as I can uh, since I've been back, uh, mainly to one, make some money uh, before I get married. But then two, I think it's really helping me to get back in the swing of things um, because I'll talk about it a little later uh, in today's episode about how, you know, being out of the classroom for as long as I have been, it's kind of, you have to rust, you know, brush off the rust and, and kind of redo things in your brain a little bit, even though it's still all there. Um, but yeah, I, I think teaching to me was, um, like I said, nothing I really thought of. And so I'm going to fast forward to freshman year of college at Cedarville I was a business major, went in as a, just a straight business major, um, was excited because I was like, Oh, this is going to be amazing. But I soon realized about a half a semester and I was taking one or two business classes. I don't even think I was taking like any hard ones, but the ones I was taking was like, I don't know if I want to do this. And I think part of it was because it was just for me, I like being active. I like being up and going, like, especially during the day. Like I love the, that's why I love teaching now. It's cause like, I'm always interacting with people and things like that. And I'm thinking if I'm a business, who knows, maybe I'll be in a desk job for who knows how long. Right. There's a lot of other factors that I won't get into today. If you guys want another episode of that, drop a comment, let me know. Let's just say there's a lot of things with the business that I just, I just didn't think I want to do. Not saying I'll never have a business in the future. I've always thought of as you guys know, having a media business or things like that. But as a career, just straight up, I, I didn't think I wanted to be a business major. Um, so as I was thinking, uh, I remember, what was it? Um, I believe it was like, I think when I was with the basketball team, we went red with kids at a school. And then also I went and um, I'm trying to think. There was another instance, and I cannot remember off the top of my head right now. I should have wrote it down. But basically, I was interacting with with some kids, and I was doing something on campus and everything like that. And I just realized like how much I love being around kids, how much I love just having fun. 
you know, I've always been told through high school, through middle school that like, man, you're good with kids. You love, you love being around kids. And for me, that just didn't make sense because like, I just thought it was natural. Like you just, you just, you're around kids. Like, I don't know. You don't, I don't see it treating any different. I just see it as like, this is how I do things, I guess. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I guess that's, that's just for me. Like, I, I just never th- saw it that way. But then when I got to college and I was like, you know, all these people have been right. Like, I just love it. And I think I had a good first, you know, come to grips with knowing that I wanted to be a teacher now, <laughs> which I always think is funny. Like, I remember those thoughts in my head. Like, are you serious, Ben? Um, and as I was like bouncing around, I think that Christmas break, I think, or even that yeah, I think it was that Christmas break. I was going to different classes in my local school here, or it could have been the 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 spring because I like switched. I was switching majors, so I, I couldn't technically switch until the end of the semester. So I was able to look at some classes. I'm thinking middle school is not what I want to do. I love you, middle schoolers, if you're listening, but uh, that just wasn't my kind of where I felt comfortable. High school, I could have dealt with occasionally. Just there's other things with that. I can get into that another day as well. And then I realized like how much I love the elementary age. And I knew going into this degree, there'd be a lot of jokes because I am a guy going into a majority girl degree path. So as out of the three educational degrees, that that's like the most female driven. And I was a single at the time. Like there's a lot of those kind of jokes that come in, obviously that just it's whatever. I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I do remember. Yeah, I was still a business major through the end of the year, but I was taking like two of the two of the early education classes in order to catch up with everyone else. So that's why I also you'll learn about a little bit later as why I took an extra semester because of my late start in education. But after I went to some and I figured out I want to do early childhood, my mom was super excited. She she was very supportive, super excited, and there were other people around me, like college friends and stuff that were confused and kind of like, why? But I knew in my heart, like I was at peace. I knew that this is what I wanted to do. Um, so that was, that was my college college started my college journey with, with education. Obviously you go through the class and there was a lot of trials. I mean, I, there was one instance where I went to a school and the teacher thought that guys shouldn't be in early childhood, um, for whatever her reason was, I'm not going to say if it was, I don't know, whatever it was. I don't, I don't truly know the behind it, but I know that she tried to fail me. And that was a very discouraging moment, uh, for, for me and for my journey, because I felt like God, like you, you sent me on this journey. You, you know, I'm at peace with this. Why are you, why are you putting roadblocks? And, and I soon realized that putting roadblocks is just part of everybody's journey. No matter if you're a business major, nursing major, education, history, uh, you know, whatever major you are, you're going to have roadblocks. And for me, it just was somebody else's opinion. Um, and to be honest, I don't ever really, I don't ever know. It, it's hard to say, I guess I don't really think that I ever, that was ever a race from Ben Bowden related to early childhood. Um, at least up through close to the end of my senior year. Um, I would have professors tell me like I had a few, no, I had like really good professors. Like I had a few professors that stuck with me the whole time, but I had a few that, that would say like, Oh, Ben, you're not going to teach after you graduate. Like I see you doing other things like ministry or whatever. 
and that was discouraging. And it was, and it was a, it was a tough, like, it's just really hard. Um, it's hard to deal with when you have your own professors, you've switched to this major, you've put everything on the line. You've kind of put your education on the line because you don't want to add too many more years. And, you know, there were moments where I thought like, should I have stayed business? Should I have maybe switched to something else? But I honestly realized that like, this was where I wanted to be. I'm going to push through. And I did, I pushed through, um, pushed through college. There was a few other trials when it came to student teaching. If you know those trials, that's uh, because you know me really well. Uh, I had to switch student teaching spots. And if you're any, if you know education, student teaching is like your last big thing. It's kind of like your research paper, I guess, your final project. And it was a challenge uh, for everyone involved. Uh, but I just didn't feel comfortable. I knew where I, I knew I needed to be somewhere else. And this school, ECA that I was at, was it's been the best thing. I still stay in contact with a lot of them. And it was a journey that was crazy. And so if I could sum up my college journey of education, leading to become a teacher, I would say that it was very tough at times. Um, first off, Cedarville makes it a very hard degree. It's not like some places, I'm not trying to point out any place. I don't know of any place, but I know I hear things that other educational degrees are very easy to get. And I can tell you Cedarville is not. Um, that was one of the hardest degrees I've ever had to get or degrees. I don't have any other degrees. Uh, hardest classes I've ever had were just like psychology and education and a lot of other things. It's a challenge. Um, and then on top of that, in order to get your license was another hurdle for me right after college was how to take tests. And I had to take one test, I think three times, um, which cost a pretty penny. So in all reality, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the journey of kind of like college, just like then right after college to become a teacher was very challenging. And it was, God really opened my eyes to different things. I was able to use a lot of the things I learned in my ministry uh, throughout my civil career. You know, I was able to do, I, I worked for a scab or it's called cab now. Um, I was able to use that like with personal relations and, and kind of like you build this kind of, when you're a teacher, you kind of build this situation handler. I don't, I don't know what you call it. Uh, but basically it's like, you know how to kind of figure out things kind of like on your own and try to separate things or whatever. And I was able to use that a lot. Uh, when I went on mission trips with Cedarville or other, or when I went with my dad, like able to use those things. And that's what I realized like that, that kind of carries in me into, and to my last point of kind of like the post grad, like post Cedarville, post college life. Like as many of you know, like I kind of, I ended in December. So like most teachers you end in the spring, then you can get a job in that fall. But for me, because of my late start into education, I had to, I had to wait basically until the following year. And it was actually before I student taught was when I met with World Life Hungry. And I said that I really, I knew I had like a half year where I wasn't going to be teaching. I said, why not just make that a full year? Right. And then I could, you know, basically take almost two years. Yes. Basically take off what normally people would have. I would basically almost take two years off of that. Um, because most people would have already been teaching. Uh, and so when I came back, I knew I was student teaching. I was also raising support, which was a very big challenge. I do not recommend that. Um, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I don't recommend <laughs> raising support and trying to get, finish your teaching degree. Um, I don't know if I would, I don't think I would have done it differently, but I, 
hope that other people might because that is very stressful. It's very tiring. Uh, it's very frustrating at times, but, um, God, God knew what he was doing and God got me to hungry. Uh, and that's, you know, that's that. Uh, but anyways, I, I, like I said, I finished in December. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to do something with my, with my, I know I could sub, which I did. I actually, for the first three months of last year of 2020, the first three, no, two months, really. I was a like a sub at the school I student taught at. I was a full time, uh, I was a full time sub for a while, and then obviously I left for Hungary. And people always say like, you know, are you going to forget your degree? And like, so you did all that for nothing. And honestly, no. Like everything I learned in class, or everything I learned in, like throughout my teaching experiences when I was in the classroom, when I would have frustrating students or when I would have, you know, teachers that think I shouldn't be teaching because I'm a guy, all these different things. It all allowed me to have this kind of, I guess, understanding and ability to work with kids and young and youth uh, of any age. And being able to use that in Hungary was such a big key. You know, originally I was supposed to go into the schools, help with the English lessons and things like that, which didn't really do that. But during camp and every year, really, when I would do camp, it was a, I was able to use a lot of those things that maybe other people don't have. And I was able to solve conflicts or things on that nature. Um, but I never forgot that I, I, I did want to teach at some point. And now, as many of you know, I, I don't see teaching as a long-term plan. I don't see teaching as something I do for 35 years like my mom. That being said, <laughs> I have to watch what I say because every time I say something, God tends to just change that. If that's what God wants me to do, then I will teach for 35 years. But in reality, I, I see myself teaching for a few years, getting to media or getting into something like that, starting my own business, whatever. I see that happening at some point. But I know that I knew that, okay, teaching's a way that I could still stay involved in Hungary. And this kind of connects with Rebecca. So when I met Rebecca, I already was thinking about coming back, actually, about two months before that, thinking about coming back and, and just saying, hey, I want to teach. I don't want to work with World Life, but I want to teach, maybe help on the weekends here or whatever. And I met Rebecca and it just became more prevalent. Like, this is an option uh, for us, uh, for me. Like, I can work over here because I do teach, I have a degree, I have a license in both Christian schools and in, um, a state license. And I said, I can use this. Uh, I can use this to help us, you know, as, as we grow. And that was before we, you know, we were engaged or anything. And then once we were engaged, I like, okay, like I need to look for school. Um, and so that's where this new school, uh, that I'll be working at, uh, which is called GGIS, which is greater grace international school, uh, in Budapest. It's, uh, like I said, it's international school, so it's in English. Everything is, and I'll be like the media tech guy, and um, and then teaching computer stuff and things like that. To be honest, not what I thought I'd be teaching after I get an elementary education degree. Like my degree is pre-K through three, and I'm teaching media and technology from like eighth or seventh grade through tenth grade. Like complete opposite of what I thought I'd be teaching. Um, but to, to be honest, um, but to be honest, really, 
that's just what teaching is. It's flexibility. It's it's going where they need the the help. And God opened this door and it's great for me. I don't have to raise support. I literally just teach like I would here in the States. And it's it's a door that I'm gonna I, I wanted to walk through. And so that's kind of the journey post-grad. And and I guess I wanted to finish up today by really just sharing with you like the reason why I'm doing this. The reason why I'm sharing you my journey of teaching of kind of the relation that has with ministry, which I'll talk about more next week, is because I get really tired of hearing people like, you know, either like tell people that teaching's easy or that, you know, it's it's easier than than people the people than you make it seem or or things like that. Like one, teaching's hard. Um and it is challenging and it is a challenge every single day you go into that classroom. You don't know what you're facing. You don't know what's problem a kid's going to have. You don't know what their home life's like. I mean, many of my experiences, many of my placements, I would, I would go home crying. Maybe not because I had a hard day, but because a kid had a hard day. Like I tell people, if you don't have a heart, if you don't have compassion, don't get into teaching. If you're not willing to listen to kids, if you're not willing to understand the difficulties they go through on a daily basis, then like, don't get into teaching because kids will make it real and they'll tell you it real. Um, I just guess I wanted to really talk about it because I want to shed a light on teaching. I think teachers don't get the respect they deserve, especially in this COVID year. Like I didn't teach during COVID, but like I saw friends that taught and I saw the struggles they went through. Like mentally it's draining. I remember I see my mom, even now when she subs, like she's tired some days like really tired, really exhausted because it's long days. And then you go grade and then you go do these things. And like every day is a grind. Now we could get on the whole pay subject and I'm, I don't really get there because we all, I think, know the answer to that. But I think you need to, if you're a parent, respect the teacher. Understand that they are, they are trying to, they're human and they're trying to live their, their life too. Like, I know like my mom and a lot of other my friends that are teachers will be there for every parent, every student at any time of the day. But sometimes you have to let them have a break. Sometimes you have to let them be able to enjoy their life. And I think too is like, if you're wondering like why the teacher is is struggling or is tired or whatever, like talk to them. Like obviously they can't tell you everything about what's going on because they legally can't. But you know what? They just need someone to talk to. And if you're a teacher out there and you're struggling and you're watching this, like, like find that person. Like, I know, like, I don't have as much experience as probably many of you teachers. And like, I understand if you don't want to take my word, but like, I know for me during my student teaching and during my like experiences, like finding someone either it was like my professor or another teacher and just being able to talk with them is so huge. So I challenge you as a teacher, like talk to one of those veteran teachers or like if you're not married, like, you know, talk to somebody like that you can trust that you can just say like, I'm struggling with this um, because we all know how the grind is. And like, I know what I'm getting into and I, and I know this next year, especially teaching another culture in another country, like it's going to be a lot of long days, a lot of hard days, but I know that God has me where I need to be. And so uh, I hope that that you t- 
take from this, maybe if you're a teacher, you take some encouragement. If you're a student, maybe you understand why your teacher is is tired or your professor's tired and and or why they look sad some days, may look happy other days. But if you're just someone else, maybe you encourage a teacher in the community. Maybe you do something for a teacher, take, you know, treat a whole bunch of teachers out for dinner or whatever, like be the light in this world because the teachers are the one thing that help not only advance the kingdom, especially if they're Christians, but they also help mold and shape your student when it comes to certain things, whether that's learning or whether it's attitude or whatever, like they help with that. Like, obviously you're the parent, but they help with that. Next week, I'm going to share the joy of teaching some of my stories. Obviously I can't share names, but I can share fake names and stories like that. And I want to share the joy of teaching because I wanted you to realize that there are so many amazing things with teaching. It's not just always hard and tiring and things like that. It's someone, something so amazing that I love so much. And that's kind of the way, what reason why I love camp because camp's so similar. Like there's so many things that happen. Uh, and so once again, I, I hope you've got encouragement from this. If you love this uh, episode, uh, and you love listening to these on, make sure you favorite it on Apple podcasts and Spotify, like make sure it's there. So you can listen to these next one, especially next week's episode. If you listen on YouTube, go ahead and hit that thumbs up button, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. That way you can see all my new videos that are coming out. I know I haven't had many coming out, um, but hopefully I'm planning either today, which is Friday. I know I'm a day behind on the podcast, but hopefully we'll record the audio for my documentary and then we'll be able to post that hopefully in the next week or so. Uh, and then as well, just listen to next week's uh, podcast episode uh, and watch next week. So uh, once again, I just want to say thank you. And once again, I want to say this, that we serve an amazing God, that he is faithful. You can trust him. And as always, we'll talk next time. <laughs>